previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, Roxy, you said you have a question. Yes, which okay. I think will tie into what we were about to discuss. Okay. All right. Kind of going off of the New Orleans talk and you being there for Jazz Fest. Is that what it was? <laughs> that is correct. How into music are you? Do you write music? Do you play music? What is your interest? Completely incompetent in all <laughs> musical skills. <laughs> Listening to, I'm very good at. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. How's that town treating you, Chuck? Tiny Chuck, back in the house. Oh, boy. You know, Tiny Chuck, (laughs) I made it about a week and it was about a week, Roxy. Uh, Not even a few days, a week and a few days Mm -hmm. until I I'm on the couch. (laughs) Yeah, I made it a week. I'm on the couch. (laughs) Not the doghouse, though. There is a difference. Oh, so there's a difference between sleeping on the couch and in the doghouse. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) At least for now. All right. Let's explain. Purely (laughs) precautionary littles. Roxy has had tested positive. I got the Rona. She got the Rona. If I sound a little nasally, I'm recovering. (laughs) Everything is fine. So Chuck here is like. But I am not a superhero. Let me get away. I'm still (laughs) negative as of this recording. I have a feeling that's not going to happen for much longer just because it's just. I mean, that's just the nature of this thing, right? It's like the light bulbs at Christmas time. One light goes out, they all go out. One gets the Rona, they all get the Rona. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't want to make light of this because it is very serious still and all the things that we already know, but thankfully, I'm on the mend. And you just had some... Yeah, I just... It, it felt like a cold. I've honestly performed on stage feeling way worse. Way worse. I do yeah. have to say, I do not recommend doing a downward dog to try to stretch out your muscles... <laughs> While you have this thing going on in your head, because I've been dizzy a lot and that's the, yeah, the dizziness has been the thing for me that I'm just like, ugh. but other than that, thankfully remarried less than a week. I'm on the couch. You're on the couch. That's that's the point of the story. (laughs) So uh, Uh, that's got to be a record. That's got to be a record. Yeah. We've been masking around each other when we've had to be around each other. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're taking precautions. All right. Let's get to the email. Shall we? Let's start here. And I'm reading this verbatim. Did I say verbatim? What? Verbatim. It says, hello, dear. Oh, boy. Your ad has been reported for violating Facebook TOS. You have one copyright strike and will have to disable your account slash page. To prevent that from happening, use the link below to submit an appeal. The link will expire in 24 hours. Facebook Inc. I'm going to read this. Anyone who wants to copy this down, feel free and write them. 6528 Willow Road, Menelos Park, M-E-N-L-O-S Park, California, 53519. Thank you, Dina and Damascus, for that email. <laughs> Wait, what was the what was what were the letters? T O S. Or maybe it's T. Yeah, T O S. What is T O S? I have no idea. People. I have no idea. <laughs> Get a life. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, that's funny. I feel like we have one of Wait, those every show now. Wait, which so is kind of great. Dina's Dina's seeking these out to send to us, or they get to her and then she sends. Oh them no, to these us? come directly to us. Oh, I'm just Dina's the one that made us get the website, which causes all the spam oh, coming in. So gotcha, I'm, gotcha, just, gotcha. I'm just I'm just saying it's her email. So yeah. gotcha. Phew. We still love the website. I know it's great. The website's great. Now we don't know who. Oh, she's so nice. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tiny Chuck hung out with her. Yeah, so, absolutely. So nice. She gets a pass. <laughs> she gets a pass. <laughs> right. So someone wrote, I forget. I, I don't know if this was who wrote the email last time. It says, just tell me what your response would be if you walked into the bathroom and Roxy is eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's over the sink. <laughs> I, think I did it, say that, didn't I? I think it would be alarming. 
<laughs> Wait, I got to try that on you, Chuck. <laughs> now, Chuck, I have a quick question for you because I jotted this down because it came in through an email about a future guest, maybe someone you might or might not know, Chuck. Okay. Wow. What time zone do you live in, Chuck? Central Standard Time. Okay. Have you ever heard of CDT, not CST? CDT, Central oh, yeah. Daylight Savings? Time? Yes. I guess uh, it's the same thing, correct? Well, or is I, that... I know there's some places like in Indiana right. some that they don't change. Right, Arizona. There's something. some places... Right, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if one... Everywhere in... Well, I don't know. Wait, so... Someone wrote in saying CDT, and I'd never heard of that. CDT, Central... No, it's it's definitely daylight. No, I looked it up. Central Daylight Time. Then there's Central Standard Time. So they switch like Central... You know, like in November, it's one, and then in I don't know what, Mar- March, maybe is the other. I just didn't know if you if you well, knew the difference. Well, which one is cause... the one that switches, and which one is the one that doesn't? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Littles, Bobby. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna Roop? say Someone's Central Standard Time is the one that changes, and Central Daylight Time is the one that doesn't change. I don't know. That is. Isn't my it guess. bad enough that we have that these is my final answer things right now? Like, why do we have to have? <laughs> Multiple in each time zone. I don't know. Anyway, I thought we were going to get rid of that stupid thing. I thought so too. Um, like, like, is it in a couple back years? Of the maybe Bible days. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So the next one is from Joe Maloney, and I'm going to do this with my best Kevin Sheen impersonation. But I think he's playing with us. This is long. Chuck, try to stay awake. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. The subject is <laughs> clarifications to clarifications or something like that. He says, "I hate to be pedantic, and yet here I am." On a recent episode, a statement was made suggesting that monsoons were generally just rain. That's not really true. Technically, a monsoon is a seasonal reversal of atmospheric circulation. Read direction of wind flow. For example, when the monsoon of the Indian subcontinent, probably best known as monsoon, the general northeasterly flow is replaced by a southwesterly flow from the Indian Ocean during the June through September period. Needless to say, this does cause a significant increase in rain. Some areas probably receive 80% of their annual rainfall from this monsoonal flow. Now, I do acknowledge that some people look out their windows when it's pouring rain and say, it's a monsoon out there, but it's really not, unless they're in Mumbai, perhaps. Regarding hurricanes, while the National Hurricane Center in Miami is quite well known, it is not the only one. Tropical systems in the Central Pacific are monitored by, get this, the Central Pacific Hurricane Center in Honolulu. The Western Pacific is monitored by the Japan Meteorological Agency and the Northern Indian Ocean by the India Metrological Department. The Southern Hemisphere is covered by the Mateo France in Reunion Island and agencies in Indonesia, New Guinea, Australia, Fiji, and New Zealand, depending on where the storm is located. You still with us, Chuck? I have so many thoughts. Keep continue. Chuck's asleep. Oh, and Sully from Boston is quite the exaggerator. But seriously, to abandon the family on a random weeknight to ride into town and meet up with some random schlub from the Insta Face Snap Meta book talk. And we ended up shooting the breeze for a few hours like we had known each other for years. Aww. Almost sounds like a great advertisement for Summer of Littles. 
Wait, that's awesome. Okay, now, wait, wait is there more? <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. Thank goodness. So going back, I wonder if middle school Roxy and her Roxy Raindrop board game that she made talks anything about monsoons. I need to look at my game that I made when I was okay. in middle school. <laughs> it was called Roxy Raindrop. It was a Trivial Pursuit game. I know. Anyway, I so remember. that's number one. Number two... Uh, maybe there wasn't a or number B. two. B. No, you're mistaken. It's something B. about the hurricanes. Oh, you said meteorological. That's sure. a great word. Sure. I love that word. I'm going to try to I use it in a sentence email, at least so three times know. this coming week. I'm not going so, back. Okay, okay. Okay. Yep. That's it. Okay. Well, speaking of summer of littles, Wayne Hickamon writes in. Now, this is for everyone. Uh, that's especially if you're hosting a summer of littles event. He says, I am hosting the Austin Summer of Littles event and beginning to put together a bumper for your podcast. Just wondering if you had any specific time constraints, 15 seconds, 30 seconds. This is great. I'm glad, Wayne. Thank you. We're not done with Wayne, but I'm just so glad you brought this up. Anyone who's done, we did this last year. We're more than happy to do it again. Send us advertisements, bumpers for your Summer of Littles event, and we'll put them on. We just say try to keep them under a minute, I'd say. You know, because we don't want to go too long in between the segments, but it's for a very special little event. I mean, event, look, so. if you can come up with something super creative that's like 45 minutes long, that no, would be no, an no, entire no. episode. <laughs> I mean, I would be Roxy curious. Gets a, Roxy gets a, an episode off? She's no, no, no. In, I would just be it. curious what that would be like. But yeah, I mean, I guess simpler the better. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, within a minute. <laughs> You know, or so. Try to do your best there. But we're flexible here yeah. on the Loyal Littles Podcast because it's our show. We do whatever we want, right? Right. Okay. He also writes, I'm a little behind on the podcast, but just listen to the episode with the great zucchini. What a coop for you guys. You scooped the big show. Congrats. Now, I don't know about that. I mean, we weren't trying to scoop anybody, and they don't bring on Littles or people like that, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, maybe they might bring the great zucchini on for an interview someday. I'm not maybe. sure. But yeah, hey, look, that was fun. Sometimes you snooze, you lose. That's right. <laughs> We got the zucchini. You didn't. <laughs> Joke's on you. All right. Chris Davenport wrote in, the Dave Grohl book is excellent, but get the audible version if you can. He reads it. Now, that'd oh, be cool. cool. That would be very cool. Then we heard from Debbie Mittman. Hi, Chuck and Roxy. I have a suggestion for a Meet the Littles guest, Tony Lamb. I'm not sure he listens to your podcast, but I know he's a loyal fan of the big show. He was with Claire and Joe at the Guinness Brewery get-together in Baltimore last month, so I wouldn't be surprised if they introduced him to the show. I couldn't make it, unfortunately. Thanks, Deb. P.S. Congratulations on your second wedding. I loved hearing about it on your podcast, and I'm happy that you were finally able to have the reception you deserved, even if the flowers were wrong. (laughs) Thank you, Debbie. (laughs) Okay. Now, this one's for you, Roxy. David Patton. Okay. Hey, guys. A couple of things. One, now that we've actually met, you can call me Dave. Aw. Isn't that sweet? Thanks, Dave. Yeah, don't get too excited, Roxy, because then he goes, and B. What are you doing to me, man? (laughs) John Lennon's last appearance on stage was Thanksgiving 1974 with Elton John at Madison Square Garden. Whoa. They had a bet about the song, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, becoming a number one hit, which it did. As a result of losing the bet, Lennon had to appear on stage with Elton. They did three songs, Whatever Gets You Through the Night, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and to quote John Lennon, a song by an old fiancé of mine named Paul. I saw her standing there. (laughs) And he says he has numerous analog and digital formats of that. Okay, I saw her standing there is one of my favorite Beatles songs ever. It's just so good. That's incredible. I was saying that was one of my answers. I I would have loved to have been at that concert. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, to think about what we know now, especially about Elton John and everything. It's just, wow, 
Wow. That would have been great. All right, before we get out of here, let's get our bookkeeping done now. We have all the information about Jingle Fest. So let's get right into that, Roxy. It starts with Jingle Golf, right? Because that's the yeah. first thing. All right, for Jingle Golf details, email shad at shadfromdc at gmail.com or reach out to him on Twitter using the handle at shadfromdc. So for all your golfing needs, Friday morning. Shad. Chuck, Chuck we know you're going to be there for that. We'll, we have I to find bring a, my sticks. We got to bring yeah. my sticks. <laughs> all right. And then uh, what's next? Then we have then the Mingle got, Fest, right? Yes. Mingle Fest is Friday, June 24th from 4 to 10 p.m. at Settle Down Easy Brewery. That's at 2822 Fall Fax Drive, Falls Church, Virginia, 22042. I wonder if that's, I, I would think that's close to the hotel, right? I don't know, but it, it also goes on to say, because the brewery doesn't serve food, they give you the option to order food from El Tio Mexican Restaurant from right inside the brewery. No oh, reservations nice. or tickets required. Stay as long or as short as you like. There is plenty of space to socialize with all of the littles. All right, so that's Friday night. We, we haven't even gotten to the event. We haven't even gotten right. to Jingle Tap yet. Right. All right, Saturday. You don't know how to do a party right. Jingle Tap. Jingle Fest, which we are calling Jingle Tap, Saturday, June 25th, 7 p.m. at the Holiday Inn express at 6401 Brandon Ave in Springfield, Virginia, and that's in the 22150. Free event and BYOB Total Wine Warehouse right next door. That's right. So Chuck, pack up the car, put the sticks in, bring a lot of booze. I mean, they even named it after your hometown, Chuck. Also, if you want, go to... I was going to say, a lot of Springfield's going go, there. Yeah, also, too, if you want, go to stickgrip.com and <laughs> get those, get those sticks, uh, re-gripped sticks re-gripped. Before Jingle Fest. Use our, our code <laughs> LLPOD for Way 10% go, off. You're welcome. She's on it. I would I'm even think about on it. it. Get those golf clubs re-gripped. <laughs> yes. Before Jingle Fest. Jingle Golf. Before Jingle Golf on Friday. Yes. All right, you two, let's get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. You're not going to want to go far, though, because after our Meet the Littles guest, we're going to play a little game with Tiny Chuck yep. and see how he does. Uh-oh. <laughs> Which, as you've just heard, he has no idea what we're talking about. No. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Finally, August has a holiday. Don't miss Summer of Littles 4, Saturday, August 6th, starting at 5 o'clock, your local time. If there isn't one in your area, why don't you host it? Go to summeroflittles.com, tell Bob Walsh you want to volunteer, and tell him Chuck and Roxy sent you. episode by Jay Acoustics, and this song is called All That Matters. Now Jay writes in and says, I wrote this song thinking about everything going on in our world and memories of the times where I've almost lost my family. It made me realize how nothing in the world matters except family. Everything else is just a bonus. Now if you like what you hear, you can find all of Jay's stuff over on YouTube. Just search Jay Acoustics. that's J-A-Y-K-O-O-S-T-I-X, and you can also find him on Instagram at J-A-Y underscore K-O-O-S-T-I-X. 
And as always, we'll play the full song, All That Matters, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we got another fun one for you today, Roxy. Oh, yeah. Please welcome to the podcast, Todd Dickinson. Hey, Todd, how's it going? Going well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's pleasure's all ours. Now, we're excited because he sort of, we're going to say he sort of filled out the form, Roxy. Okay. He did put one thing down, so we're very cool. excited. We're going we're gonna to tease that. Okay. Okay. But, Todd, what we normally do is turn it over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there and tell us something about yourself? Sure. I grew up in Cleveland, lifelong Cleveland sports fan. My son saw my misery and not, does not follow any sports. Moved to D.C. for college, stayed there for a long time, got married there. Our son was born there. And at one, some point, we just thought it was a great idea to pick up and move to a small town and open a bookstore. So we are now people of the book, as oh. David Aldridge calls us. And so that's our life now. We've been here for uh, almost 18 years and run a, run a bookstore in a small town in Pennsylvania. Can you say the name of the town? Sure. In Lidditz, Pennsylvania. Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. It's a charming little town. Yeah. Um, it's For some people, it's maybe t- a little too Mayberry, but we like it. One of the odd little facts is the first American pretzel factory was in Lidditz, and it's still going. You can tour the pretzel factory. And so American pretzels started in Lidditz. Okay. Yeah. I love now, pretzels. Now, this is interesting because, <laughs> you know, that whole thing wasn't on the form, the whole owning the bookstore. But right. yeah. when we connected on Skype, your name was Old Bookman. Is that the handle you um, use? Yeah, that's a handle that I use on Skype and a couple other places. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I honestly... No, I it makes sense. I did not put that together, so <laughs> it's early, though. So It's all right. Yeah, that's our life now. We are really active in the community, and we try to promote independent stores where our town does not have any chains in it, a lot of small uh, independent stores, and so we, we try to promote that. And shopping local, that's really important to us. And reading, obviously. Right. right. Now, how did that all become? What <clears throat> made you decide just to up and move and open a bookstore? Yeah, so we were living in D.C. Yeah, we were happy with both of our lives, but we had a son, and he was almost two when we started really t- talking about this. And but there was a housing bubble. Everything was very expensive. We were traveling a long time for work. We Our kid was in daycare for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We weren't seeing each other. Uh, for a while, I was a stay-at-home dad so that Aaron could be with one of us most of the time. And it just didn't feel like the life we wanted to live. And so we, we just thought, what if we moved to a small town? And then what would we do? <laughs> right. And uh, and somehow, right as ebooks were exploding and Amazon was taking over the world, we thought, you know what? Let's open a bookstore. That wow. seems like a great idea. Well, that's why uh, I was asking, because it seems like you did this later in life. And it, I kind of always relate it to like my grandfather, who owned a camera store and developed pictures and sold film. Yeah. And mm-hmm. luckily, yeah. he got out. He retired literally like two years before the digital camera became a thing. And yep. so we always say, oh, we got out at the right time. Interesting, but I love these. I really do. I'm sure you've never heard of it, but I grew up in a town called Chatham, New York, which is in upstate New York. And we've had other guests from upstate New York who know of this town. And it's, it sounds like you're describing the same exact thing. Now, yep. there are a few chain stores. like there. I think there is a Walgreens mm-hmm. there, but that's it. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the main street in Chatham is, there's a, the Chatham Bookstore. There's... Yep. 
a local drugstore, which I don't understand how they're still in business, you know, mm-hmm. with the other ones right there. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. all these mom and pop clothing stores or antique stores and just and even the restaurants, you know, they're just locally owned diners and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Chatham Bakery. You know, I'm yeah. just trying to think of all the things. It sounds like it's almost the exact same thing, which is so cool. It sounds lovely. I really love yeah. visiting. Yeah. So it's a, I mean, it's a great day trip for folks from New York, Delaware, Baltimore, mm-hmm. D.C., from Pittsburgh. I mean, people come in and, and then when they come and they visit once, like they try to find reasons to, to come back and yeah. just walk and visit again. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's I mean, great. that must have been quite an adjustment going from a city life to, let's call it Mayberry life so to speak. Right. You know, what, yeah, it, what was that like, that transition? It was a huge transition. I mean, we, in D.C., we, we just loved the fact that we could go to any of the Smithsonian museums for an hour or for a day. We could go see any show we wanted to and go to any restaurant we wanted to. D.C. is a great, great city. And it just, you know, obviously wasn't the same. But on the other hand, we could walk our kid to school. We could walk around the community, get to know people that we would never have known in D.C., so it was a difficult transition in that our excitement level isn't the sure. same, but it's more of a community, and that made a big difference. Right. That's such a good way to look at it. I mean, I look at our potential future a lot and where we could end up if we don't stay in New York, well, in the city. And the first thing I think of is I can't imagine having to slow down so yeah. much. That would be a huge transition for me. But maybe looking at it that way where you get to do things that you wouldn't get to do here in the city because things are at a, such a slower pace. You know, maybe looking at it that way would be more of a positive spin, uh, <laughs> I yeah. guess, than how I've been yep. looking at it. And she's had her chance because we'd go down to visit my dad quite often down in Hartsville, yeah. Tennessee, which is basically Mayberry. Yeah. Actually worse than Mayberry, I think, yeah. at some points. <laughs> it's a little too far out of, yeah. like, nothing. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you know, like Lancaster City is, is a city, and it's a, it's not far from us. Harrisburg is the capital of the, mm-hmm. of the state, mm-hmm. and it's not far from us. We can get to Philly pretty easily. It's easier to take the train into into New York City than it is to drive. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's it's like it's exactly three hours. Oh, mm. cool. So it sounds so you, like you might have the best of both worlds. I know. That's <laughs> that's great. Because Hartsville, Tennessee is very far from New York City, Ooh. and you can't just take a train there. So <laughs> anyway. No. Can we get into, how did you become a little and how did you uh, start listening to Tony and all that stuff? So when I moved to D.C., that was in 87. And immediately some of my new friends were really serious journalism students. And they got me roped into the newspaper. And we would read the Washington Post all the time and talk about writing and talk about reporting. And at that time, it was sort of a golden age of writing in the, in the Post, especially the sports section, which we were obsessed with, even though not all of us were sports fans, but the writing was so great. I mean, in addition to Tony and, and to Will Bond, uh, Shirley Povich was still there. And oh, wow. uh, I mean, his columns were unworldly. I mean, they were yeah. so great. Richard Justice was there. Uh, Andy Beyer, of course, we read a lot. John Feinstein, Christine Brennan. There were just so many great, great people. And so we would talk about how to write and how to be reporters and columnists. And it wasn't something that I was interested in pursuing, but I loved the talent, right? I could, I could see the skill of what right. they were doing. And so you know, we said to them in class and then also in the newspaper office at the, at the Eagle, at the Mad American, and talked about them quite a bit. And, you know, some of the folks there were doing what they call uh, agate type at, for, the, for the post. They would be typing all those little stats into the boxes for the next day's paper for how many points a volleyball player scored or how many runs a softball pitcher gave up. They'd be going down to the post once or twice a week and mm. doing the agate work at the post. And so they would 
you know, in, be peripherally involved down there. And then I started really reading Tony. The bandwagon columns for the Washington football team mm-hmm. uh, were iconic at the time. And then he started writing the style section article columns about his, you know, great columns about his father, um, his yeah. dog Maggie. Uh, I just re- I remember those so clearly. And then he and Mike were on, on News Channel 4 on those programs talking to their sportscaster was George Michael. And he would bring in two or three reporters to talk about the football team or the basketball team. I just thought those guys were great together. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, PTI <laughs> bore, that, bore that out. Yeah, I wasn't the only one who was a fan of seeing them do that. And then I just followed him um, into radio, obviously. And then, you know, on and off over the years, so there, were, there were times when I, I wasn't quite as regular, but... The podcast, while I've been traveling, probably the last five years has been really regular again. Yeah. And it, from the Chatter podcast to now to the to the home podcast. Right, yeah. right. I have to give a special shout out too, because you you brought it up and it's it was always near and dear to me back in the day when I read them. I think most listeners know I just lost my father and those entries about his dad mm-hmm. just always hit home with me. I feel like I was going through some of those same things, obviously later in life. The stories and just the columns he wrote about his dad just always yeah. made me laugh, I, even to the point where I would put a bookmark in uh-huh. and read them to my sister later on. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, you guys, you have to hear this story. It's so dad, you know, kind of thing. And it was just always, yeah. I wonder, I just hope he, you know, I always say, I hope he realizes the reach he has yeah. and the impact he's had on just his readers and listeners and whatnot. And I think he does. Yeah. Most people have yeah. said he does, but. You know, I, I haven't read those in a long time. You know, I just lost my father recently, and I do think about those columns and sort of how affectionately he made fun of his father. Like right. That was, that's, that's, that's a skill that's really, really difficult, yes, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, his father is sort of the butt of the joke, but he's also the center of the love of that co- of those mm-hmm. columns. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, I've been thinking, actually, about about going out back and reading those, because I, read, I was reading those in sort of real time. Right. Um, and see, I was later, because I was in the book. But sure. it was probably yep. about, I'd say, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Roxy's ever seen any. So I might have to dig those out, Roxy, because they're right <laughs> on the... I'm looking at the book right now. It's on the bookshelf. And I don't think Roxy's ever heard some of those. No. So, you know, maybe she, we'll, have yeah. to, we'll have to pull some of those Story out. Story time. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, the, you know, part of the joy to me now of the podcast is... Obviously, here again, you know, I'm not in D.C., so the weather isn't that important. The traffic isn't that important. You know, where the trailers are parked isn't that important. But... <laughs> It talks about all these places that I know. I mean, I, I, I lived probably a mile from where he lives. You know, a lot more student housing, a lot fewer BMWs. But he talks about all those places in the neighborhood that he has walked to. You know, we, he had the whole, the whole story about going to the different drugstores, the different CVSs. Yeah. Like, I know exactly where on every block those are. You know, Michael referenced the other day, that's over where that Lord and Taylor used to be. It's like, well, yeah, I know exactly, you know, <laughs> and I know exactly where on the sidewalk, you know, you stand and you see the big Lord and Taylor sign in 1992, right? Yeah. right. And so it's just, a, it, that's really a fun connection because Lidditz and DC are very different. And, he, and he just thinking about those neighborhoods and sort of where he is and where his family is, makes, is, is a great connection. Yeah, yeah, sure. And we're hopefully going to get to see some of those in about yeah. a month. Because we're going to head down to Jingle Fest, so we're excited for oh, that. Oh, that's fantastic. And because we've never, I, I'd so, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to be. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to be. She's going to be like, you want to go to a Safeway? Like, what? Why are we going yeah. to a Safeway? You know, well, like, I've heard enough of the stories to right. not have that reaction. And we have to go get a bagel. I mean, for sure. Of course. And but I, I do have to say, if you walk around the Safeway staring at every piece of produce and every... <laughs> 
box and can and things like that for like hours, then maybe I'll have some oh. eye rolls and like, come on, let's go. She's like, um, enough with the av- avocados. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I'm happy to go. Well, th- one thing, I won't get cottage cheese. I'm not a cottage cheese no, fan. So no, 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 we're no. No, okay me, neither. me neither. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. And she's going to have to keep me at bay because if there's any bigs there, <laughs> I'm going to be like fanboy. Well, even the little, some of them, you're going to yeah, be like. true. Oh my gosh, it's you. I mean, that's <laughs> doing this podcast has been so great and we get to sort of, we call it meet in, yeah. in quotes yeah. to actually then get to meet them in person, yeah. which we've been fortunate enough. We've gotten to do that in the city quite a few times. People yeah. have come to visit and they look us up and we happily, if we can, Yep. you obviously met Claire a bunch of times here and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's and just been really others, fun. But, but yeah, we like the, Mo Warner did that. He's like, hey, I'm in town for the night. You want to grab a drink? You know, we we're like, yeah. And, oh, that's uh, great. Yeah, so it's been fun. So you'll have to do the same thing. If you get back to the city, you know, yeah. give, give us a shout out and we'll... Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll Are you planning to go to Jingle Fest? I'm not. I don't know any other littles. Like, I'm literally doing this on sort of solo. It's funny right. that I don't know anybody else who cares about any of this. And so <laughs> when there was a call out for Summer Summer, summer of Littles, yeah. It was the first time I really thought about getting together and actually sort of being in a fandom with other people about this. And that was, I think it's how we connected, right? Because I volunteered my store as a host for the for Summer of Littles. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Bob Walsh responded right away and put me in touch with Bill Pitcher, who, you know, the, mm-hmm. or, the, or, the organist. Yes, place. that's what I was going to say. And, I, and um, so Bill and I are hosting, uh, August 6th, we're hosting oh, a, a oh, that's Summer fantastic. of Littles gathering. And, you know, we have no idea how many people are going to show up, but um, we know that there's a lot of interest in our area. Yeah. We hear emails from Quarryville and Marietta and Hershey, Lebanon, not Lebanon, but Mm -hmm. Lebanon, uh, which is just up from us as well. So hopefully there's a bunch of littles around. Well, I'm glad uh, you got together with Bill because I was having trouble finding his last name in my brain here. And I was like, (laughs) I knew it was Bill. I I wrote it. I have it on the screen in front of me. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna be able to get an organ into the store, but Uh, um, hopefully we'll have some, have some music. (laughs) Right. But yeah, that's, that's just, this is the first time I've ever even sort of thought of getting together with other littles and, yeah. and sort of celebrating the community because Jingle Fest, it's a fun thing to hear about, but I never really occurred to me to, to mm. do it. Yeah. Well, Summer of Littles is a good way to like kind of dip your toe yeah, in and your toes in the water. just kind of get a feel for the group yeah. and... Um, it's a smaller scale. I mean, that's what that's happened what we to did. us. Yeah, we, we hosted Summer of Littles and we hadn't been to a Jingle Fest. So I think it was a nice like way to ease into being in and amongst the community. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Good. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into. You can stick around though, right? Yeah. All right. I'm so here. let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. <laughs> this is Sully from Boston. Never revere. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have Todd Dickinson here with us. Now, Todd, I pushed it off as long as I can. Yeah, we did yep. tease this, but uh, Well, it's no, no, time. It's something, something different. <gasps> something different, Roxy. Uh, oh. Well, because we didn't go. All right, I tricked Roxy. He did drop it in the first segment. Okay. His fandom. Yes. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. But I right, wanted right. to I talk about, about that. I wanted to talk about Cleveland a little bit. Okay. Because yeah. I, I have a soft spot. Obviously, I don't know if you know the podcast well enough. Roxy and I are both Red Sox fans. Obviously, 2004 changed our lives, and that was all mainly because of Terry Francona. So I yep. have a very soft spot. I was so thrilled when he went to Cleveland. I had such high hopes. You know, obviously, I always said right after we won, then we won two or three, and I was like, am I, I, I was just thrilled to get one in my lifetime after what I went through growing up. 
Yeah. And I was like, you know what? As long as they beat us to go to the World Series in seven games, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> but then I'm going to want them to win. And yeah. even going back even further, I'll, I remember when I was on the national tour of Damn Yankees, because uh, we, we were having fun with that, obviously being a baseball-themed musical, mm-hmm. where the lead of the show during the curtain call or various times during the show, he'd give score updates. Now, that was when <laughs> Cleveland was playing Florida. This was like 97, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we were having fun with that. And matter of fact, the one night when, the, I think it was, was it game seven they went to extra innings? Or was it six? Yep. Yeah, right. um, I think it was yeah, seven. seven. And so we couldn't even announce the winner. Everyone in the audience was like anticipating like, oh, they know we're going to announce the winner. He's like, the guy was like, run home, find, go fight a TV. (laughs) It's going to extra innings. But then really the Chicago one, it was that one. I was kind of as a baseball fan. I didn't care, honestly, either way, because the Cubs, it's the Cubs and they hadn't won in so long. But so what what was that all like? I mean, if you want to talk about 2007 when, you know, Cleveland should have beaten us to go to the World Series and then we had that <laughs> those comebacks. The only reason yeah. I remember all that is because I was on tour with three Cleveland people that were yeah. diehard fans. Yeah. And they were giving it to me pretty bad. And I was just sitting back and I'm like, ah, we just won. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then all of a sudden out of nowhere. So you want to talk a little bit about that or is that too painful? No, no. I can talk about Cleveland sports. It's fine. So when I was growing up, we had one winning season in my first 18 years. Yeah, wow. That's how miserable. You know, like, so if the Yankees came to town and we won two out of three, that was like the World Series. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, okay. that, was, that was how pitiful we were. And so just watching a game and seeing someone get a good hit was the reward. And that was sort of how I my fandom was growing up. You know, the Browns were even worse, but baseball is my is my love. And they're now the Guardians, and I can proudly talk about the Guardians as opposed to the Cleveland baseball team as it was when I was growing up. <laughs> but we were just that miserable. And then we had these great teams led by Mike Hargrove, and I would get so invested and then get my heart broken yeah. over and over again. Um, I mean, we lost to Atlanta to give them their one World Series win after, amidst all their other futility. You know, right. They were such a great team that only had one World Series win. And who was it against? Cleveland. Right. Florida, that team was bought and paid for about three months ahead of time. They, they didn't even know each other's names, I don't right. think. And broke my heart again. And then, of course, you know, Chicago's one win in the last, what, 120 years comes against Cleveland. That's just how Cleveland fandom is. That's just the way, I mean, we can go through all of the heartbreaks of the Michael Jordan shot over Craig Elo, and we can talk about how much everyone in Cleveland still hates John Elway for the comebacks against Cleveland. Now, but going but back, that's, that's, that's who we are. But going back to baseball, you did get a really cool yeah. movie. In my opinion, top 10 of my sports movies, yeah. you know, Major League just to me was like, now not the sequels. We won't go there. Yeah. But no. The original. We, we, there's only one. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Right. And that was, um, it's in my top 10. It's one of my all time favorite movies. I cry every freaking time. Yeah. And we and we Wait, don't even you know. Do? Oh yeah, we don't even. And Major we, League. Yes, when they win at the end. I mean, and we don't even because they beat the Yankees. I mean, it's just great. Yeah. Now, and yeah. the thing is, we don't even know. I'm guessing if we're going by real life, we know that then they didn't win the World Series. I mean, obviously right. it's a fake thing, but yeah. So I mean, I don't know. That's just one of my favorite. It's funny. It's yeah. Yeah. So we we have a football movie that I've never actually seen called Draft Day with oh. Kevin Costner, but that's also a Cleveland setting. Wait, Kevin but, Costner did a football yeah, movie? I did not realize that. I thought he yeah, only he, did he, baseball. He's, he's the general manager of uh, the Browns. And oh. Then, like he trades everything away for this one guy that only he believes in. But I've never, I've never actually seen it. So that's based on Mike Ditka and the Saints, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I was so uh, excited for that, too, and it just did not work out. Well, I, I've heard of that movie, but I'd never seen it. So we're going to have to look that up, Roxy. Yeah. But yeah, Major League is 
it's great, but it's in some ways it's the highlight of Cleveland sports before before LeBron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, we beat the Yankees, so it, even in the movies you can celebrate that. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, famously, when one point like mid '80s, Cleveland hosted the All Star Game, and you know, they, used to, they used to play in this huge cavernous football stadium that they mm-hmm. made a little bit of effort to convert to baseball all summer and hosted the All Star Game and. As the American League host should, they booed all the National League players, uh, mm. and then they booed the Yankees. Nice. Um, that's how, you know, during during the introductions. So yeah. the Yankees never considered Cleveland a rival in any way, shape, or form, uh, but we hated all of them. We uh, the as division. you should. Same, we were in the same division, and we were about 70 games behind them every year. And your hatred of the Yankees goes hand in hand with with being a Cleveland sports fan. Yeah. Roxy, I'm digging this. we got to get more Cleveland people on the podcast. I, know, I like this. I'm totally digging this. Uh, no, the fun thing, I'll still, it's always the Jake to me. I don't even know what it's called now. I just call it the Jake. But we, yeah. one of my favorite things about playing at Playhouse Square in Cleveland was right after the show, we'd run because they'd leave the gates open in center mm-hmm. field because people were exiting already. And we would walk yeah. in to watch like the last two innings of the game and then go to the Winking Lizard. <laughs> yeah, I love the baseball stadium. Now, I moved to D.C. and about two years later, Camden Yards opened in Baltimore. D.C. Mm-hmm. didn't have a baseball team at the time. Right. So I had been going to Cleveland Stadium to watch baseball and was miserable doing it. It's just big concrete bowl. Right. So, you know, the beauty of Camden Yards was so amazing to me that the Orioles became sort of a second team that I followed yeah. closely. And then when Cleveland got its baseball stadium, it was thrilling because it really celebrated downtown. It celebrated playing in a community as opposed to just, you know, in the middle of a parking lot. And it wasn't a miserable experience. To right. go. We we had very low expectations, and they were well exceeded by right. time. So I, I still love the, uh, going when I when I go back to see family and friends. I really try to see a baseball game. Oh, that's great. Well, listen, we don't want to lose track of time here, so we yeah. want to get to this because we're not even going to call it bury the lead moment because we kind of dropped it in the first segment. How you've had a few moments in your life. Why don't you just go into that? You put on the form David Aldridge. That's all it said, David Aldridge. So I'm like, oh, yeah. we have to talk about that. So I love David Aldridge moments on on the show because for me, the David Aldridge moments are when I see David Aldridge or hear David Aldridge either on the show or on TV. I got to American University in fall of 87 and he had just left and he was the editor of The Eagle, which was the newspaper that I became really involved with. Mm. We have a lot of friends in common. He doesn't really know who I am, but I know, you know a lot of people who really are you know always so proud of him and know him really well. And I just enjoy seeing his work on TV. I think he's a better writer than TV person, and he's really good on TV. But um, David Aldridge moments for me are David Aldridge. That's so that's, funny. That's amazing. Now, what about Chatter on Books? Do you Are you a Chatter on Books fan? I am not. I just never had the time for it. And I always thought, hey, I'm going to get involved in this. It just, for some reason, hasn't happened. Gotcha. He's great on that. He's, he's Yeah, I'm sure he is. Yeah. He's someone we're hoping we'll get to interview someday as one of the, the bigs from the big show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, he's always gracious with his time. I know uh, a lot of people who reached out to him for advice after he left the newspaper, and he's always made time for people. I mean, we just sort of talked to him as the former editor-in-chief the whole time I was there, and people come in and like, that guy that I'm reading in the post was here. Like, he really does look out for people. That's wow, so that's good. that's fantastic. All right, well, Todd, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, we're almost out of time, but before we go, we can't let you go without some of our fun, dumb questions. Is that okay? Let's do it. What is your favorite book? Oh, she's going uh, right there. My favorite book is The Hobbit. Uh, yeah, interesting. Now, how did you feel about the movies? Like, actually, let's go back. How did you feel about sure. the original cartoon? Because I remember that. So I was a big fan of the cartoon. 
of the music in it, of the animation, of the atmosphere of it. I mean, obviously they had to cut 99% of the book. The animated movies are weird, especially because the first one just stops in the middle of the story and doesn't really indicate that it's part one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, a, there's another one, I think, actually by a different studio that finishes that Lord of the Rings story. But The Hobbit, I'm a big fan of the animated one. And then the live-action movies, I'm much more a fan of the Lord of the Rings ones than I am the Hobbit ones. Oh, okay. Gotcha. What's your most embarrassing childhood memory? So my grandparents in Indiana were on a farm. My mother grew up on a farm in western Indiana. And I had a smaller cousin who wanted to be taken on a tractor ride. And my grandfather was busy in the field, so grandma let me take the tractor out with him. And we were having a great time. He just loved the fact that I was available to do that. And so we started getting faster and faster, and I ran right into a tree. Oh. Everyone was fine. The tractor was mostly fine. The tree was not fine. Oh, no. And grandfather coming in from the fields was really really not happy well i was gonna say um, it sounds like it's your most scary childhood maybe not most embarrassing (laughs) i mean it wasn't we weren't going that fast but it was just one of those where i you know i felt really proud to be sort of the responsible one yeah and i wasn't taking it as seriously as i should and uh yeah just managed to take out a tree with grandpa's tractor (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) all right what's next roxy um i don't think we've asked this one if you could pick a new name what would it be a new name yeah, Todd. <laughs> Roxy's been throwing those off air, Littles. You yeah. know, she loves those scenes uh, from uh, Christmas Vacation. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, you always know the Todd character uh, yeah. and exactly what that means in <laughs> movies and TV. Yeah, my middle name's Alan, and I sometimes wish that was the one I go by. A-L-A-N. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Who's your celebrity crush? My celebrity crush? That's a really good question. Jamie Lee Curtis. Ooh, good one. What do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Other than a soft pillow, um, <laughs> good cup of tea. I'm really jealous of Tony's toaster. I like good toast, so I may, I may have to say the toaster. Roxy, okay. we probably should have put that on the registry. It's really expensive. Four or five people could go in yeah. on it. You know? <laughs> you know, all of our friends seemed like got married within three or four years of college, mm. and all of us were broke. So, yes, we would all go in together on things. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. If you could live in any TV home or movie home, what would it be? Well, the house in uh, Home Alone seemed nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the people in Home Alone were. were <laughs> yeah, no, we give you the option. That was the follow up <laughs> like question. With or without um, Would you want to live with that? But with... I'm actually a big fan of Pride and Prejudice and those uh, English classics. So, oh, yeah. Like the Pemberley Estate in Pride and Prejudice is probably mm. you know, is my dream style. Gotcha. Cool. That's a good one. All right, Roxy, cool. one more. You want to do some rapid fire? I'm going to do a rapid fire. Do a couple. All yeah. right. Half full or half empty? Half full. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm pretty much an equal fan. I vividly remember seeing the first Star Wars movie when I was seven in the theater. But I also watched every rerun of the original Star Trek whenever I could growing up. So those two and <laughs> Doctor Who all, all together. For yeah. the record, we call that Will Bonding the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had one of those He's in a like, while. He's like, I'm going to push. I'm going to push <laughs> yeah. on that one. Yeah. All right, Todd, thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, we know you've got stuff to plug, but how can we reach you? Are you on Twitter and all that stuff? Our store is on everywhere. Our son is named Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and it's Aaron's Books with an S on Aaron and an S on Books. Uh, you can find us on every social media platform. I personally just do some stuff through the store if I'm going to do anything. So reach me through the store. And, and, do, you have, and, and do you have a website? Aaron'sBooks.com. It is Aaron. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. All right. We'll yeah, make sure we put all and, that in the show notes for you. And Littles, if you want to buy a book, go to that website and, you know, do a little shopping. Yeah, find your local independent bookstore or find us. Cool. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Under. Whoa, finally. Finally. <laughs> what? All right. We're going to semi-deep dive into this. Please explain. So it's sort of the fact that I want to zag where everybody zigs. Is that uh-huh. that's, that's the right word? I like thinking about, for example, in a, in a football game, I, I like defense. And so I like thinking about low scoring so that would that would be the under i don't gamble at all but that would be the under for for gambling right so i like thinking about it in a minimalist way where there's a couple of things that you emphasize rather than a whole host of things so you're telling me just doing this to be different you don't own a cat or anything like that or a child unrolls it all the time stuff like that yeah just to think about it differently but i mean we're talking about a great meal I want to focus on a couple of small things, not on, gotcha. a, on a huge smorgasbord. I don't know. I, I like this, though, Rex, because he's basically saying he's different and he's taking the under, but yet kind of casually admitting that the norm is over. So we have an under who's admitting that the norm. I don't know. I'm just making I think. Up. Yeah, I think over is the default. Yes. Right. That, that's fantastic. We've been waiting for you, sir. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. All right, Todd, thank you so much again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Had a great time. Thank you so much. All right, all you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Grant Garraway, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Todd, for coming on to Meet the Littles. Yeah, why are you such a great Meet the Littles guest, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> I don't know, Roxy. <laughs> Great fun with Todd. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Now, one quick recap. We promise we won't go too much because we almost did a whole segment last time on the wedding. But, you know, we're excited about it. We had an update to the wedding. Okay. Oh, yeah. What what I mean by this (laughs) is we got to the bottom of who who poked the wedding cake. Yeah. And it wasn't Tiny Chuck. No. No, I'm clean. So Roxy, Roxy got a phone call or you? Yeah, I talked to my mom. My mom talked to my aunt and my aunt talked to my, her granddaughter, my cousin's little girl. And my best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid. And yeah, so I guess it's pretty serious. This sweet little girl, she saw the cake and she thought, oh my gosh, that cake is so pretty. Is it real? So she didn't know it was real, so she decided to go find out, so she poked it, thinking (laughs) it wasn't going to be real because it was such a pretty cake. She pulls her finger away and sees frosting on her finger, eats the frosting, and runs. And doesn't tell anybody. And doesn't tell anybody until almost a week later. It was about a week later, Well, it definitely wasn't the day of. I mean, we we walk up and there's this big finger hole in our cake. But I have to say, I had a table of honey taps there, and she definitely ran up to one of my honey tap friends and with this like sneaky guilty grin on her face (laughs) and I think my friend Rachel saw what happened so she asked her hey did you poke the cake or did you see someone poke the cake and she just kind of like blushed and like oh I don't know it wasn't me but it kind of was and then she ran off so So the cake the cake mystery has been solved yes yes and she would have got away with it if it wasn't for you Lousy kids. How's that line go from Scooby-Doo? What? From Scooby-Doo. Uh, let's get into this. Yeah. Chuck, are you ready? Yes. Let's do this. What is, what's, what's this game? I love that you don't even know what you're doing yet, but you're totally into this. This is great. We're going to play Stump the Host, Chuck. Now, do you have any idea what this is? Uh, is it a trivia game? 
Sort of. Well, Chuck, here's the thing. If you listen, if you actually listen to the podcast, you would know exactly what this is. So this is your punishment for never listening to the podcast. <laughs> All right. So you know how we do these fun, dumb questions when we interview the littles, correct? I've heard of these things. Yes. Okay. Well, what we've done is thanks to Claire Natola, who you, whom you've met, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cool okay. and Claire. Cool mm-hmm. and Claire. Okay. She has taken it upon herself to throw this little game together where she has pulled other littles before we got to ask these questions to them. Right. So we, these are littles that we never got to ask. So now they've given us their answers and we have to predict who said what. Okay. Ooh, that sounds challenging. So you get three well, answers and three littles choices it, and you have to match the little to the answer. Yeah. It's going to be a little challenging for you because you've only met one of these littles. Right. But see what you could do. I'll be impressed if you can get any of these right. Yeah. Scoop. No, Smitty Scoop's not on here, Chuck. (laughs) Okay. So here's the thing. I'm going to be impressed because this is why I'm really having you do this because I suck at these. Roxy nails them every time. I suck at them. I just hope there's someone worse than me. And I'm thinking that's you. So that's why you're here, Chuck. (laughs) All right. Don't bet on it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go. We have a sealed envelope here. And the question is, Chuck, which three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Now, Chuck, this is going to be tough for you because, like I said, you only met one of these three people. So basically Mm -hmm. what you're looking – I'm going to tell you the littles on the list are Karen Kaminsky, Cool Aunt Claire, and Michelle Miller. So what I would do, Chuck, if I was you – I mean, you do whatever you want. You could just randomly guess. But I would try to figure out which ones Cool Aunt Claire said. So you'll at least get that one right. Okay? When you say fantasy dinner, are we talking fantasy football here? No, we're talking (laughs) – You're you're throwing a dinner party. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want there? Oh, gotcha. So, Chuck, actually, why don't you answer the question first? Because we've never heard your answers. Oh, gosh. Um, Living or dead? Like Beethoven? I don't know. Yeah, somebody historical like that. Maybe like Jesus or um, (laughs) probably Cal Ripken. (laughs) They might be the same person. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's a good point. And then who else? You got one more. Uh, I got one more. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Amelia Earhart. Okay. Ooh. All right. Great. Okay. okay. Those are three good answers. All right. So now we have Karen Kaminsky, Claire Natola, Michelle Miller. Now, these are the groups. Ready? Here's person number one said William Shakespeare, Queen Elizabeth, and Claude Monet. Okay. Mm. The next one is Mel Brooks, Steve Martin, John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. The last group is Brian Dennehy, Frank Zappa, Joseph Cotton. All right, Chuck. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to need an answer here. Okay. So we've got Karen Kometsky, Claire Natola, Michelle Miller. Now, what I like, I know it's up to you, Chuck. You can just randomly guess. But since you've actually met Claire and you spent some time with her, Mm-hmm. You might want to try and figure out that one first to try and at least get one correct. Right, right. All right. So, what, what was the first three? Okay, the first three are William Shakespeare, Queen Elizabeth, and Claude Monet. I keep thinking you're going to say William Shatner. <laughs> no, <laughs> William Shakespeare. Then it's Mel Brooks, uh, Steve Martin, John Mulaney. So you, you know, you kind of get it. It's a, it's a funny group. You mm-hmm. know, a comic comedy group mm-hmm. of comedy yeah, men. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got some actors: Brian Dennehy, Frank Zappa, Joseph Cotton. So you've kind of got historical. Comedians like, and yeah. actors. So, which one do you think Claire would be? Cool and Claire. Well, I'm trying to remember our conversations to see if I if something sparks a, a trigger there. I'm gonna go with the first one. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Claude Monet. That's the one that stuck out to me a little bit. 
Okay. And uh, who were the other two on that one? William Shatner. I mean, Shakespeare <laughs> and Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're all Europeans, though. Hmm. Maybe that has something to do with it. Well, she does do a lot of traveling. International, yeah. too. Okay. So. I'm going to go with that one. Okay. It okay. might be too obvious. All right. So then what? Is, what you're just going to randomly guess. What do you want? Karen or Michelle? Karen. What's the last names? Karen Kaminsky and Michelle Miller. One's from Wisconsin. One's from Massachusetts or Connecticut. She's from up the Northeast. Mm-hmm. I forget where the Millers live exactly. I think it's Connecticut. I'm going to go with Karen for the Frank Zappa. Okay. Okay. And so you've got Michelle List. Miller for the comedians. Mel Brooks, Steve Martin. Okay. All right, Roxy, what do you got? Oh, ah, that's a tough one. I don't know. See, I was thinking maybe Cool Aunt Claire for the comedians. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. But yeah, I'm going to go with that. So I have Michelle Miller for the first one, Cool Aunt Claire for the second one, and Karen Kaminsky for the third one. All right, we're all over the place. So I'm going to go Karen Kaminsky for the William Shakespeare, Queen Elizabeth, Claude. Then the other two, I'm kind of, you know what? I'm going to go Michelle Miller, Mel Brooks, Steve Martin, and then I'm going to go Cool Aunt Claire for the last one. Wait, what did I say? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Who's writing this down? Shoot. No one's writing it down. <laughs> but I was intern, just trying to write it down. It. We'll I'm check like, the tape oh, later. All right, so I'm opening the envelope. Here we go. It's a sealed envelope, Chuck. Can you hear that? It's great. I do. That sounds very professional. Very professional. All right. Or at least you have good sound bites. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I suck at this. <laughs> Michelle Miller, William Shakespeare, Queen Elizabeth, Claude Monet, Karen Kaminsky for Mel Brooks, Steve Martin. No. Oh, I didn't have it. Oh, and then Claire Natola no. for Brian Dennehy, Frank Zappa, and oh, Joseph Cotton. Oh, that makes no, so much I sense. I definitely didn't win that. <laughs> we all suck. All right, so none of us got that. None of us got that. So. That was a hard one. That was a hard that one. That was a really hard one, Claire. <laughs> She's like that Claire's the one who, oh, that's her game? <laughs> that's her game. Yeah, no, it's great. It's Stump the Host. Oh, it's Stump the Host. And, yeah. And it usually happens. Roxy's really good at it. I'm like one in six, one in five, maybe. I don't even know, mm-hmm. but... Anyway, thank you, Claude Claire, for the game, and thank you, Tiny Chuck, for playing along. That was fun. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Uh, you could just go to our website. Just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Chuck, have you, have you been to the website, Chuck? I, I haven't been there yet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a trip and visit there shortly. <laughs> You're on the website, Chuck. you got to go see the website. <laughs> and most importantly, coming up, our next episode, 150. Wow. Chuck, Woo! 150 episodes. Can you believe that? Wow, wow, wow. We've got some nice surprises. We've got a really, really great guest. We're very excited. We can't wait. Not sure when it's going to come out. Probably, I'm not sure if it'll be over. It might be over the weekend. We'll see. 150th is going to depend on how we're feeling here. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And whether or not Chuck here gets the Rona. Hopefully not. But I um, got a great idea. Yeah. Why don't you guys throw a party? Throw a party? What Another one? Party? Yeah, you should throw a 150th party. <laughs> can you can- a great venue. <laughs> Uh, you want to plan it, Tiny Chuck? Let's uh, <laughs> let's call your dad, see if he'll oh, no. throw us another party for nope. 150th episode. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast. We'll see you next time for our 150th episode. We're kind of excited, can We're you tell? We're very excited. We're very excited. Chuck, are you excited? I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, if you are out shopping online, Tiny Chuck, for stickgrip.com or fogfreeeyewear.com, don't forget to use the code Chuck. What's the code, Chuck? Uh, Chuck and Roxy at little, little pod. No, Chuck, it's not little, little it's LL pod. LL pod. Oh, LL pod. Use the code, Chuck. Use it. LL Cool J pod. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Under. I remember
The Loyal Littles podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah.